0: Uh, welcome to another episode of Poetry in Motion with me, Neil Fitzmorris, ably assisted by my tr- tr- my Trents and my Robos, uh, Joe Rimmer,
1: <laughs> and uh, Dan Kayback Back because you, you, it was a storm and debut, Dan. Well, it, it's a good job this is only a podcast because we weren't on the audience to see me bushing like a traffic light. But I think that might just be the, uh, the proud moment, the, the, proud the moment. ten minutes of summer that we're having. <laughs> uh, Talking about all things Liverpool, of
0: course. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again. Um, the last podcast we had was pre second leg Man City and uh, I've just said to Joe before before we started the podcast if you'd have said to me six months ago as a Liverpool fan that we would keep out of Man City to one goal over two legs with the defence in the position it was in at the time I'd have thought you'd have been sniffing felt to pens all day because we were a shambles but I know Cara said that Van Dijk wouldn't be the be-all and end-all but boy he's not far off it is he Joe he's his
2: debut, the only man I know with a more impressive debut, is this man here, Dan oh, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But he's made... He's, and didn't get I did to I not know He's made an immediate impact, hasn't he? Everyone, the whole defence, they're all in great form. I think it's down to him. I think it's down to having a communicator. Yeah. A and a leader. A presence, a leader. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he, he's Liverpool's almost unofficial captain. I yeah. think they've got leaders throughout the pitch now, but I think he is he's someone that he reminds me of Hippie a lot, you know, the way he leads, he's he's a, he's a big presence at the back, wins every single header, um, and he's great on the ball as well, he, he just has got it all. And it's, it's, that's, it's that extra time he seems to have, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, oh, good
0: players yeah. always seem to find more time down, don't yeah. they? Yeah.
1: He seems to have this kind of assurance and authority yeah. about him, and it just seems to kind of transmit itself throughout the rest of the team, and, and throughout the rest of the back four, and throughout the rest of the team, and, I think you know a prime example of his impact. You look at look at Dejan Lovren, mm. who, um, you know, personally I've always kind of I, I like I like Lovren. Um, I, I, I like the fact he cares. I think he yeah. seems a very emotional yeah. type of defender. Yeah. I think sometimes maybe the problem is he cares too much. Mm. And like when he you know, when he's had a wreck, he's kind of fell to pieces. And obviously, I suppose Spurs away this season was the, kind of like the prime example of that. I think what Van Dijk's given him is that kind of assurance that all right, well mistakes happen we're all yeah. going to make them yeah. and you know, well, I'm sure it's something we'll touch on later but to me one of the most encouraging aspects of the, the second leg of the Etta had obviously we had this horrendous start and for me one of the things that really set the alarm bells off was ironically there, a Van Dyke mistake yeah. well exactly <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like after coming in in January yeah. and being this kind of like
2: yeah.
1: shoring everything up for us surely to God you're not going to just fall to pieces now yeah. are you just at the time we need you and and he didn't you know with me obviously it was a bit of a rocky spell the first 10, 20, 30 minutes maybe but that to me says everything about the kind of the maturity of this team mm. now that they're able to kind of handle and absorb setbacks and not just fall apart mm. deal with it move forward and and that's what we did and it, it's those famous sort of defending partnerships
0: central yeah, defender yeah. partnerships always have to have a leader don't they yeah. and if we talk about Hippie and Henshaw yeah, and yeah. that, that, that uh, you know that that leadership yeah, and Aga in many yeah. ways as well but there's always got to be one that can that can take it on board and go you do and I think what Van Dyke does so well is, is this thing that Mark Lawrenson once said which I'll always remember is that to be a good defender you have to be pessimistic you have to know that yeah, to believe the worst it, to happen, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and I think he does that, and I think he does that, and he marshals. But also, I think he does. He says he almost admits to Lovren, "I'll take the slack for this. Yeah. You just do this bit." Yeah. And Lovren, I think, classically was never very good at, uh, at taking a lot of pressure on board. Yeah. And before Virgil came, he was the one taking it all on board, and it just seems to have relieved
1: that. And apart from that as well, he marshals, doesn't he? You can hear Van Dijk He's a great, organiser He's a great, organiser. I mean. and I think he's almost encouraged everyone else to kind of yeah. organize more and take responsibility. And I mean. Maybe Joel Matip. You know, going back to Lovem, I remember when he signed. It was you know, he was pitched as kind of like this is the defensive leader, mm. and I think that's how he tried to kind of make himself. It, he had his moments when it was there, and then other moments when it wasn't. When Matip came in, I think I think we kind of thought, well, this will maybe give him that extra impetus, impetus in that sense. And in any and if anything, it went the other way. Yeah. Now. I Masic think looks a good player on the ball, but I think he, if he's got a future, I think he needs to be able to kind of really buy into that kind of. Yeah. Well, I think if anything, he out.
0: seems to lack that passion thing that you said. Not that to use a passion for the club, but it's a passion for anything. He just seems to be very sort of yeah, he's very casual. Very casual. I you think
2: he's, he's better when Liverpool are on the ball, and I think if they mm-hmm. I remember Huddersfield away, he played very well there, and they won three now. Liverpool just had. It's been like 80% possession yeah. and because Matip is quite good on the ball he was fine but if Liverpool are under any pressure at all I think he's too casual yeah. and he he just wouldn't have suited playing at the Etihad for example yeah. because Liverpool are under a lot of pressure and like you said about the, the, the partnerships I think you always have a leader and a follower and Lovren is now Working well as a follower yeah. like I think he'd job. be happy to do yeah. that as well I mean
0: in Southampton you could be a leader Because yeah. the, the expectancy, without disrespecting Southampton The expectancy week by week yeah. isn't what it is at Anfield oh. You get to Liverpool Football Club There is a standard that you have yeah. to rise to And he might have been in control in Southampton But he's come here and suddenly thought Wow this is a little bit too deep for me yeah. And I think the the the, 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 uh, the ad of, of, of Van Dijk Has really taken that pressure off Let's talk about Trent then I mean when you talk about a kid who off the back as well and I keep having to, forget, to remind myself he's 19 years of age 19 years old. I mean there's a kid who off the back of, of a real rook um, against United you know he, he, he Rashford had him twice didn't he Yeah.
2: Um,
0: yeah. And, and at first half at Palace he kind of got caught out he got yeah, caught so out, he out again and then to come on and have Leroy Sané to, to deal with of all the people the, one of the most informed players in the league um, a devastating player a brilliant player and and he was just interestingly when I was at the when I was at the Anfield leg of it I was I, I found myself drifting over and am watching Trent and he was he was so concentrated and he was so concentrated all the time nothing was going to get by him and it was just it was a f- an amazing performance wasn't it John
2: I, I thought Sane had him for about five minutes yeah. and then I, I remember Trent winning a, a tackle just a one on one very clean tackle tried to run him didn't yeah, he and, just and it, yeah and Trent just yeah. took took off him and it like it was like Trent just grew in confidence yeah. from there. And he, he was, he was so, he, he was concentrated right throughout. he never let that slip for a moment. And he plays with a bif- bit of fire, doesn't he? And and, and then on the ball. Well, well his attacking... Is
0: fair, it, I did LFC TV with not long ago, and he said, I said, well, he said, I like playing yeah. where I am at right back. He said, yeah. but because I like bombing forward. And he certainly showed that in, his, in the
1: last game against Bournemouth, didn't yeah. he? He did. Um, but but I mean, I remember last season, I think it was the Anfield derby in, in April when he came on as a substitute and played uh, right mid. Yeah. And, and got, got was bombing down the right, nearly got a couple of goals. and I, could, I, can, I think potentially, you know, people said, oh, well, he'll end up in midfield one day, but I, I don't think there's any necessarily any harm if he, has, he ends up having a great career at right back because I've heard people say often one of the most important positions mm. in the modern game now is the fullback positions. Yeah. You know, we've got we have this whole culture of the last 20, 30 years now where teams play with one or two central midfield players. When I was growing up, you know, holding midfield midfielders did everything. They mm. defended and they attacked. That is the way. I, it is at times a lot more of a conservative game now. So if you've got full-backs that can obviously number one priority defend properly mm. and defend well and keep the goals out, but if they can give you an attacking outlet as well, they are absolutely worth their weight mm. um, in gold. And and it was the composure that he showed. I mean, I've watched the, I've watched the, I've watched both Leicester City game a couple of times. I've, I actually watched. I was off yesterday and I watched the first first leg like, again because yeah. I'm going to Rome now I'm all that excited to so yeah. get um, myself prepared for that but it, it struck home to me again the number of times i kind of like not even necessarily just bombing down to the byline but getting the ball off, off his, off his centre backs or off his midfielders advancing forward yeah. into, Acheo, into a midfield area I'm not panicking on the ball just getting his head up and looking and finding yeah. the, the nearest red shirt not doing anything too spectacular I think to
0: have midfield experience as a right back is is, is, is invaluable because, because yeah. you, you, you know you can bomb forward you know you've got the ability to do it but also you yeah. know you can get back in time as well and I think he, he plays that
1: really really well doesn't he yeah and, and I think I think he's learning his, his lessons quickly as well because I think we all accept with young players you are going to get moments when their naivety and experience gets, gets caught out and I, I always kind of think sometimes that's a price it's a price worth paying because they're only going to be better and stronger for him mm. going forward. And, uh, you know, uh, go, just going back to the, his, his match-up with Sane, I think he's come out after, after the, the, the City ties and, and said this, he was quite aware of the fact that they were gonna, they were targeting him. Yeah. Obviously, there were two high-profile matches on TV just before the ties that he, that he made a couple of ricks in. Sane was arguably the most informed player in the league at that, that time and, and certainly in that first leg, the number of times that ball was lo- loaded and load he was in acres of space, Sane. Mm. I mean, Trent was just yeah. letting him
0: drift. Yeah.
1: Because but he knew that he was going to get something. Yeah. What was telling, I think, of the impact that Trent had on him as that match wore on was that, you know, early on in the game and probably it's you know, maybe halfway through the second half, he'd have his mates double banking him and making sure that he wasn't isolated. But as the game went on, it was almost kind of like, you know what, Trent, you're sound there, we'll, yeah. we'll leave you. To we'll leave it you too. We're there if you need yeah. us. But yeah, yeah. as, as the match wore on, it was clear that, like you said, as, as Trent's confidence went up, I think Sane's went down because yeah. he just kind of starting to realise I'm getting no change. Yeah, he yeah.
2: struggled since then as well, Sane, hasn't yeah, he? It's, it's interesting, like, Trent, isn't it? Trent sort of killed his confidence. It's sort of killed him a little bit. No, well, yes.
0: let's, so, I mean, I'm just bringing up the, the the fourth member of what has been a very solid defence, Andy Robinson, again. Oh. Strength to strength. He's just... Somebody put a thing on Twitter the other day and I read it. I can't find it now, unfortunately. But it was amazing what someone had said, what, what Klopp has done with the team. When you look at it, you know, a a £9 million, £10 million whole full-back, uh, a a 19-year-old kid, you know, um, and and, and the way he's galvanised, I mean, you know, mockers will go, £75 million, but it doesn't matter, I'm talking about what he's done with that team and the bare bones, and Andy Robinson's just been a revelation journey.
2: He's pound for pound one of the best signings Liverpool have made in the last 10, 15 years, as as, as long as he keeps his form Mm. up, I mean, he's he's had about eight great months, hasn't he, but he, he like Trent, they both play with fire, don't they? They play with passion, and it seems simple, doesn't he? Yeah. They
0: seem to yeah. play it simply, yeah. They don't yeah. have any kind of he's got a turn to him, he's, he yeah. can beat a man, but they play the simple game, don't yeah. they? Yeah,
2: but I like it as well if, they, if they're up against a winger, like Trent was with Sane, and like we've seen with Robertson with, with Sterling, for example, is they almost take it personally, don't they? If, if they get past me, and, yeah, it's the front, yeah, 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 the front, yeah, so, yeah, so they battle and they want to win that. It's like the that, Caraway, won it, one, you know yeah, the I mean? Caraway, and and Robertson has just—he's endeared himself to every fan. The fans love him because of because of his attitude, and um he's been an absolute revelation. And the the two full-backs sum up for me how Klopp, you know, we've spoken in the past on Lallana led the press, if you like. But the two full-backs sum up how Klopp wants to play, and it's with that passion, with yeah. that desire, energy, but cool in the opposite end of the pitch when they need to be cool. So it, it, it really is a combination of the the two most. Excellent things you need in football, which is that passion and the coolness the, cool, on the right? ball. Yeah. And
0: I think all four together, Dan, has allowed carriers that time that a goalkeeper yeah. needs to bed in, hasn't yeah. it? Because they seem to have taken a bit of the pressure off him now, don't they? So he's not blasted he's not he's not involved
1: every twenty seconds. Well he seemed, yeah, he seems to be a bit more relaxed. I mean I think the crowd seems to be more relaxed yeah. as well. You know, we all remember early in the season when if he was taking any any a second longer than he should have over yeah. the ball, then people are on the verge of nervous breakdowns on the ground. I think it, it's it's no coincidence that as soon as Van Dyke came in, he decided right that's it. Carries is in and he's staying in because mm. um, it was almost like he was waiting for that opportunity to do it and kind of it's almost like a fresh slate. Fresh yeah. slate for everyone. Virgil's in. We're gonna stick with Carries yeah. and see how it goes. And th- it seems like they're kind of growing together because you know going back to that first half at City, which you know it was a bit of an ordeal. You know for for, for, yeah. for all of us watching either in the ground, I was in the, in with the City fans. And obviously, the one thing that had been said was just don't give an early goal. And yeah. obviously, the nature of that early goal made you kind of fear even more. And then we just you know we couldn't to, to, to touch on Robertson specifically. And I remember seeing this in a couple of like the, the match ratings and stuff afterwards. And it's something that tallied up with what I thought at the time. No, no one played particularly well in that first twenty minutes, half an hour. But he, see, you know, his distribution we, by the high standard mm. by the high standards he's already set himself. Mm. So, you know, he, he kept giving the ball away. It was the animal, wasn't it? It was yeah. just,
0: get, I want to get rid of this ball. And, and
1: it all the, you know, I remember Trent got booked quite early, about 25, 30 minutes, yes. and he was, it was almost kind of like, looking back on it now, that was almost kind of like, really the last, well, i will say the last scary moment, obviously, the disallowed goal and the ball hitting the post. But it was almost kind of like, it's, with Trent, It's almost like, it, once that happened, he kind of relaxed a little bit more, yeah. well, I've got that out of the way now. And every, they, they just seemed to kind of hone themselves and set themselves up so well that City, even if there was, I think it was more kind of our own paranoia in the back of our minds, are we going to find a way to mess this up, rather than anything City specifically did. I mean, what, no shots on target in the first yeah. leg? Was it two or three in the yeah. second? I mean, I can't remember carries having too many shots to make, to do. but the key, thing, you know, the key thing, particularly with the goalkeeper, and, and you know, without wanting to beat up on him, because I'll always feel very fondly to towards Saibamund, mm. particularly his debut against mm. Stoke when he saved the penalty mm. and stuff, but, at his worst he would spread unease mm, just yeah. by kind of little mm. silly unforced errors mm. kicking the ball out and just little things that would, that would give us added worries mm. and also give the opposition a lift and we seem to have by and large pretty much eradicated mm. that now and, and and the team is looking a lot more solid and resolute as a and, result of that and
0: other players to mention as well I think I think um, someone who's really really stamping his authority in, in, in the game is a uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain. I mean, again oh, against Revelation. Against, yeah. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because we got Oxlade-Chamberlain. I've always been, have always been an admirer of Theo Walcott. And when Everton nicked him, I thought that's a great signing. But it's interesting. A few games he's gone missing. A few games I've heard some comments. He would have said Theo Walcott needs to get back into this mm-hmm. game, and yet you've got Oxlade-Chamberlain. Who is just getting more committed and more committed and more committed? It's like he said, right, you've put me where I wanted to be now, Gaffer. and I'm going to really prove myself. Yeah. And, and uh, some of the isolated runs he did against Bournemouth was just exceptional, breaking up the play. And against City, he was phenomenal.
2: Yeah. I love Oxlade Chamberlain, I think he's an exceptional player, I think he's been a great buy for Liverpool. Um, I think he always had technical he ability didn't get, get fitter can't I think yeah. it was lack yeah. of fitness yeah. and lack of
0: ambition wasn't it in the it end yeah, Arsenal
2: almost overcoached their players don't they to the point where he wasn't allowed to express himself yeah, Absolutely. and, and he, he's always been technically good but what Klopp's allowed him to do is just express, express himself, himself carry yeah. the ball move around, have the, a pitch, shot, yeah. move around yeah. the pitch yeah. play with a bit of energy a bit of fire a bit of passion and and he's doing that now and he seems to As the longer this season's gone on the more he seems to enjoy himself at Liverpool and he also seems to be they seem to have a great squad and a great bond don't they and he seems to be another part of it any videos that you see the club release he tends to come out yeah. really well really good talker he's, isn't he yeah he seems fun and the other players seem to like him um, you know I think, I think he's been an Jim excellent dream come true for him I
0: mean really when you yeah. consider the yeah. sort of career in the doldrums am I going to face another year here and then you've got a team like that going,
1: yeah, we'll have you yeah. Well, and I suppose the, 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 you can look at the, the contrast between him and Walcott I mean uh, Walcott may do better at Everton when there's a better general yeah, feeling yeah. around the club do you know what I mean that yeah. feels like a club still a the, great player crest of a slump. we're really on the, on the crest of the yeah. wave at the minute but that's, that's still no guarantee that, 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 uh, that Oxlade-Chamberlain could just come in and just make things happen straight away and it has taken him time I and mean, we all remember those early games Leicester in the League Cup when he looked mm. way way off yeah, I think yeah. he, This guy, this guy's got a long long Stretch ahead of him really mm. to, to try to get to get to get himself where he needs to be. The first game, first time I first started to notice that maybe it wasn't the kind of <clears> I wouldn't say it was. A, I thought it was a dud when we signed him. I just remember thinking, why? What's the point? You know, what, what's that going to give us when we need strengthening in other areas? The 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 at the home fixture in October, which was a you know was even more mundane and nil nil than the last one. Mm. I seem to I think he might have come on. Maybe like Quite early on In the first mm. half Or half an hour in But I just remember as soon, or, or maybe We ch- shifted it tactically But I just remember at, at one point In the game When it was it was just A terrible merino Park the bus mm. Bore-off And as soon as He came into the midfield It just injected This kind of energy And yeah. pace yeah. Yeah. And impetus That we yeah. didn't have before And this is what, you know, what Six months ago now Mid-October And I, th- you know, I, th- I think The goal against City In the league in January Was a big moment for him Big, yeah. big yeah. moment In a big match A you know, key opening goal and since then he's gone from strength to strength, and you know, when the manager comes to pick his team for the you know for, for the for the Roma semi-finals, of you know, it's hard not to see him being one of the first teams on the on first. Name it's on interesting, team. isn't it? Because we are, I mean,
0: what, we've, what we're what we neglecting to say, but we all know is that we are going through a, a fairly serious injury crisis at the moment. Yeah. Lallana's just gone to South Africa to try and get that sorted because of, he seems to keep breaking down. So he's got he's got serious hamstring problems. So oxlade Chamberlain couldn't have come at a better time for yeah. us because we had Henderson
1: out for the second leg, and Henderson's been very, very strong lately. Yeah. But we know what he does, and he does it very well. And you kind of thought as well the second leg is absolutely perfectly suited to to his game when we we've got a lead, we need to yeah. manage the game yeah. properly. And I think the even though we all went fairly confidently and hope and you know to Manchester last week, the one of the nagging doubts in the back of the mind. I remember hearing a few people mention. Remember when he got sent off against City in twenty fourteen and kinda of like the three match van and the knock on effect that had. I think that was another the, the yeah. little nagging doubts that people had in the back of the mind. But that kind of well, I mean I, I suppose the other name to introduce into this and, and what really kind of helped cushion the blow of not of not having Henderson last week was James Milner. Yes, who, astonishing who was astonishing. Being, I probably I don't think I'm probably alone in kind of thinking maybe towards the end of last season. Like, you know, we've had a couple of good seasons yeah. off him, he's done a job yeah. at left back but yeah. he's probably gonna be getting phased out now and He's, he imagined
0: he was going to be spending most of it, if not all of it, on the bench, yeah. let's be honest, yeah. as, a, as a utility player.
2: He's and, come to the fore, hasn't he, now? He's experienced, tells in games. He, of class. he keeps the ball yeah. well. Yeah. Um, he leads the side well. And he's a brick wall, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. I mean, the kid yeah.
0: literally can stand... A dinosaur could stand on him, as he does in the habit, <laughs> and he would, he'd be fine. A bit of Nivienne, he'd be fine. And, <laughs> and fit as what his dog as well. Yeah, right? like
1: 32, yeah. but it's yeah. kind of... He just seems like one of these guys that's a model pro, yeah. trains right, goes about his business the right way. And that's why I think... because. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I, I think he probably did spend probably most of the first two thirds of this season on the bench. Yeah, he did in the yeah he did, definitely. There, but he, yeah. he didn't have that, that many starts. But I don't think that will have bothered Jurgen Klopp too much because I think he would have been in the mind of this is someone that you want around the squad. This is someone yeah. that you want around the training field. The example, the tone that he sets for the others, particularly the younger players. These are the kind of people that you, that, that all successful squads have and he's absolutely proved his worth way to go, and there's no reason to assume we won't get another couple of seasons to happen. you
2: talk about leaders and we talk about Van Dyke being a vocal presence and a, a, a presence on the pitch and in that back four. Yeah. But, but Milner's a leader absolutely. a leader with his experience he's with won the, he's he's won played, the premiership yeah. he's,
0: won, he's won everything you need to, exactly. to do really hasn't
2: he? and in games he comes to fore, does doesn't he because he'll take the ball yeah. he, he'll take the ball in tight areas and and um, it helps, doesn't it? it? Helps people like Trent. It helps people yeah. like Andy Robertson, players that might panic in situations. Mm-hmm. But he, his experience is absolutely vital, and I think he's another leader. And his
0: ball, you know, his to Salah for the first goal oh. against City. You know, he he has that delivery to mm-hmm. him, doesn't he? Where he just he knows where to ping it at the mm-hmm.
1: right time. He, he's he's a class act. No piece as well. Yeah. yeah, he's had a great career. I mean, I I, I remember when he, he he's when he broke through at Leeds. He took Wayne Rooney's record no, off him as the think. youngest ever goals. Youngest ever goal score in the Premier League, but sick, I think it was away to Sunderland. Yeah. And he was about 16, 16 and a half. Has not changed a bit either?
2: Has he, he no, he's <laughs> still and,
1: and And now, after all those the years of boring James Wilder parody accounts, he's actually shown himself to be an absolute blast on Twitter as well. He yeah, I mean, had yeah. seen the tweet this morning on the back of the new kit going, um, They've obviously got the good looking lads out for them, yeah, and yeah. they're saving me for the way or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and he's, um, well, it was weirdly enough, I was watching uh, I was watching one of the sports channels and
0: it was only one of these, uh uh, you'd like the kind of nostalgia games you know it wasn't that nostalgia it was 2014 it was when we came second yes. and it was after we'd slipped up a palace uh, City went to Goodison yeah, yeah. and it, who delivers the first ball I think Everton took the lead yeah, Ross Barkley Bar- scored, he Bar- yeah. Bar- scored an absolute world and then who delivers the ball for Ed and Jekyll to pop the first one in James Milner, <laughs> there he is on there. he's yeah. done there He's been, you know, he's been there. He's done it. He's had the t shirt yeah. yeah.
1: When we talk about mental strength again, as well, you one know, of my favourite ever match. Uh, favourite ever match was the Dortmund game a couple of years ago mm. when we won four three after you know training When even people in wheelchairs got the ability yeah. to, to walk. Lazarus in, yeah. like. Lazarus. Um, now, if, 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 uh, one thing I remember about that match is for the vast majority of the game, Milner's set piece deliveries were woeful, mm. and the crowd really—it was almost every corner hit the first one yeah. And yet, when the when the crunch came, yeah. as the clocked it round to ninety and Sturridge fed that ball yeah, to him. Yeah. He managed to Plumped the ball right on Dejan Lovren's head at the back yeah. post, and know, just that ability the, yeah. to deliver yeah. under pressure when, when you, it matters too, when, it when it matters. You, people have been on your case, you can still trust in your own ability. He'll be off the side of right? yeah. Oh. Well, let's get there
0: now. We'll talk about the front three in a minute because obviously we've sort of nicely sort of segued our way through the through the team anyway, talking about players that have really stepped up. And you could say to a man, to be honest with you, yeah. there's no one in Liverpool side at the moment who you say who, who you can honestly say no. oh, is a weak link. And we just mentioned the Bournemouth game that's just gone. It's nice to almost assume that that's going to happen. There gonna go they're gonna come here and we're just gonna put them to the sword very very easily very very quickly very very uh, efficiently it's the Liverpool team at the moment is 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 as you said
1: riding the crest of a wave. The Roma draw could there have been a better draw for us? Personally they were the last team out of the three that I wanted. Partly because of the kind of like the off the field stuff obviously our history with them going back to eighty four the fact that every English team who's played there in recent years, including teams like Middlesbrough and Bolton have had fans who've been attacked by mm. Brave lads on scooters. Um, also, you know, the, I mean, the, the perception seems to be that kind of one of the weakest football team in the group. I mean, I'm I'm not even entirely convinced about that because you know I think there's a I certainly have a feeling I think a lot of other people do that we're generally suited against teams that open up against us mm. and play football. Yeah, Roma. You know, and most Italian teams are like to be a bit more conservative, a bit more solid. But we're in the last four of the European Cup. We don't need to be frightened of anybody. I seen an interview with them uh, last week. Um, I think it was on TV but when H was going on, they did a nice feature with Kenny, and he was saying that, which was what, which would have been I think the day before the draw, and he was saying that. No matter what they, no, no matter what we think about the others, every single one of them will be hoping to avoid Liverpool yeah. in the draw. The I think highest scorers in the, in the Champions yeah.
0: League thus far—they've put, you know, seven past two. They They've put five past City.
1: Only undefeated yeah. team. Only
0: yeah. undefeated yeah. team. They, 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 you know, and, and Roma Joe uh, have scored the least goals, which yep. tells, yep. just back to what you say, Dan, about them being much more of a defensive unit. Mm. They've got Edin Dzeko. You've got to be frightened of him at all the time, Or you've got to be cautious yeah. on him. Great plan. player. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But sure. were you happy with the draw?
2: I sort of did share Dan's feelings on it at first I wanted Bayern Munich because I thought I, did. Ba- I thought Bayern would have been they'd, they'd have underestimated Liverpool in the sense that they'd attacked and it would have opened space up for Liverpool to go and attack and had backed Liverpool all day to be Bayern over two legs um, I did want to avoid Real Madrid because they're such a tough side um, don't know what's going on here yeah good say could see in there, there. Uh, go on you and your piano get out of here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think about it now and I think earlier in the season yeah I think sides opened up against Liverpool they were better but this team right now no one can live with Liverpool at no. the moment and I back Liverpool to beat Roma in the first second like Anfield and then score away from home because this side can score anywhere and um, I know Barcelona tried and failed um, but I really do think Liverpool can do it so now and when they get positive.
0: when they get that atmosphere next week um... That we talked about it in the last podcast, the song "A La La has yeah, just yeah. transformed. It really has. It's incredible how it's like the stadium been waiting for something we could get our teeth into to sing. Know? That was easy. That was that was that was, and it
2: just it inspires, doesn't it? It often happens this though, doesn't it? You know, I think back to twenty thirteen, fourteen, poetry in motion. Yeah. And you think back to which spawned Istanbul. the podcast. You think bring a fire, fire Torres yeah. a few years yeah, later which spawned yeah. the podcast. Suarez. Yeah, and you, and you think of these seasons where Liverpool were riding the crest of a wave, and it almost like they find a song that goes with it, yeah. and then that that helps improve the atmosphere, encapsulates the mood. Yeah, it really really does. Does. yeah
0: the, and it, talks about its
1: history, its yeah. Europe, its yeah. managers. Yeah. It I'm just, sure we've all been walking around the house singing it to ourselves. It really, yeah, yeah, People humming yeah. themselves in yeah. Tesco, yeah, and it yeah. just, it just has kind of caught everybody up in it, and everyone's everyone just can't wait to the next game to get in the ground get to in the there, and that has
0: transformed because it has been a dead it has been fairly dead uh, atmosphere wise during the yeah. season I mean, uh, yeah, and that it it's just fine. lifted it it's just lifted right up and I tell you when Roma get a bowl of that next week <laughs> the, <laughs> the knees are going to be knocking uh, Pavel, think, Nedved, yeah. Pavel Nedved Pavel Nedved
2: style yeah I think I think they could I mean we don't want to get ahead of ourselves and I don't want to no. Be sitting in two weeks with egg on my face. But I think there's every chance they, like other teams like Man City, could collapse at Anfield yeah. when, they, when they feel the power and when Liverpool play like they do. And then going into the away leg, alright, Roma had a brilliant comeback against Barcelona, but can they keep doing that? Yeah. I don't know. Without,
1: with the other side not scoring? No. I mean, the kind of. I think the context is. The mood has changed a little bit now. Against City, we all we all thought we had a chance, but everyone knew City were favourites. I think we are favourites now. Well I, well, I say Yeah. Whatever the bookies say, I think. But in light of our history, of the season yeah. we are ha- we are having, we w- we all expect to beat Roma. I think we all know it's not going to be easy. Yeah. No one's getting complacent or no. arrogant about it. But, so that that does kind of change the expectation level. We became
0: second favourite to think behind Real Madrid, and I put a thing on Twitter that morning saying I don't like us being anywhere other than yeah, other dogs yeah. because it it it's 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 worked so far yeah. the way it is. Yeah. Just while we're on the subject, then let's go to uh, to to the goal scoring and prowess of of of, uh, of eighty two goals. It's <laughs> between the front three, now Salah's become the most the highest goal scored in Egyptian uh, or African player. African player yeah. Two uh,
1: more to become, I think the. the highest tally for a Premier League yeah. season yeah, ever. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Um, over,
2: did Shearer get more over um two um, games yeah, yeah. possibly yeah possibly
0: but yeah I mean mean, Manet's just become Senegal's highest goal scorer and Firmino uh, highest Brazilian goal scorer Brazilian goal scorer it's it's just an extraordinary tally and made up uh, Firmino scored again uh, against Bournemouth because it's lovely when they all get a bite of the jelly and he's had a bit of a miss only about
1: 10 minutes before when he kind of over elaborated a
0: little bit yeah yeah but it's an an astonishing return 82 goals Salah scored in 22 uh, 22 matches Mm. in meaning that he has me getting fours or fives yeah. he's, he's spreading been consistently out, he's been... spreading out this yeah. incredible yeah. you know and I think to be honest with you four or five of Salah's goals are actually Harry Kane's <laughs> <laughs> if we slow it down uh, how embarrassing that, how embarrassing oh, is that I gosh. mean he deserves every bit of stick he gets can you imagine that phone call to Ericsson? do it, do your five mate um, you know I can, I, can I nick that God one like, and, like,
1: I didn't think he was you know, what, the thing I've always liked about Harry Kane is he kind of seemed very down to earth yeah. and not yeah. much, not too much of an ego on him. I suppose there's a part of me that kind of think. I mean, I'm not an England fan, but I think if if you're an England fan looking at you thinking, "Well, is it just he's got this?" Utter insatiable appetite for goals, which maybe is what you want in a striker, but, but it has been fly. a bit cringeworthy The to act. go, go to that go, bounced off really, my, yeah. on my daughter's
0: life that bounced oh, off my that grazed my shoulder. Ericsson must have been like, I'm still getting my goal bonus, probably. <laughs> yeah. Do what you want, but again, you know, getting back to R3, 82 goals is just extraordinary. There's a stat as well that's out that's uh, under Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool It's scored 300 goals in 148 matches. That's two, that's yeah. over two goals for every single game he's been in charge of. It's just an extraordinary start, isn't it? And we talk about, you know, let's face it, Klopp was getting stick this time last year. Klopp yeah. was getting a bit of stick this season. This year, yeah. um, do, do you think, lads, that it's a case now where his his, his blueprint's starting to yeah starts to come out the way he wanted it to?
2: I think everything we've spoken about in this podcast so far says to me that Klopp's made all the little tweaks he's needed, and Liverpool can. I do genuinely believe it. I don't want to get into the. It's going to be our year, but. I think Liverpool can challenge next season for the title. I think one or two signings in the summer, including Keita,
1: um, will Very exciting will, isn't it, to, will know, turn to know yeah. that, that's, that that engine's coming as off. well. Yeah. Whatever we get in the summer is, is a bonus on top of that now.
2: Because uh, this is the way he wants his team to play. Yeah. Yeah. Scoring goals for fun up front, defending for their lives at the back, midfield moving it quickly and turning defence to attack. Um, this is, I think, if you ask Klopp, is, this is, is what, he means. What, what does gang impression look like when, when it works perfectly? He'd probably talk about that Man City game. He'd talk yeah. about some of the results that Liverpool have had recently. Um, and this is, is, is about as good as he wants Liverpool to play. So I, I, don't, um, I don't have any doubts they'll challenge next season. I really No, believe. I
1: mean, the, the, I think one of the Anthony ads wrote a decent piece in the, in the last 24 hours ago, basically, taking to task some of the, the naysayers out there that are kind of steaming in oh, Liverpool is your year again. Yeah. Is it next year? well why why shouldn't it be i mean yeah, it, it yeah. might be funny is that not what every football supporter of course it is, yeah. you've got to go in there hoping for the best i mean no, you know you my my dad rested was livertonian an and even he wasn't particularly bitter but he used did used to sometimes go on about you liverpudlians and your divine right to win and we and we would and we would round about it and I used to say, to them, no, we haven't got a divine right. We don't think we've got a divine right to win, hmm. but I think we've got. We think we've got a divine right to at least have a go. Yeah. yeah. And I think, but I don't think that's liberal. I think and that's the attitude of a fans. big club, isn't it? Exactly. Well, of course it is. Yeah. I and think there we'll something wrong if you weren't thinking yeah. like that. But if you actually just look at the hard evidence this year, yeah, you know, we've hardly been out the top four all season. We're in the last four of the European yeah. Cup. A lot of neutral and you know just general football supporters that have you know a lot of the time don't need much of an excuse to hate on us are loving the way we play and have been mm. caught up in the emotion, the excitement, of what we're doing. Why shouldn't we think that? Mm. So you know it, it's absolutely, absolutely we, we, you know, we've been in this position before. that's the only thing in the back of your mind isn't yeah. it? So 2002, 2009, yeah. 2014, we've been you know that, what we've all felt one missing piece of the jigsaw yeah. yeah. away, and yeah. we haven't kind of got it right. I don't know. it just feels a little bit different this time. Yeah. It feels like the kind of the, there are stronger foundations in place, but you know the bar has been raised. I think uh, Antonio Conte was talking yesterday had a Chelsea's game at Burnley tonight, saying that you know it's not inconceivable that Manchester City. Could dominate for the next few years because obviously they already have a great team and a great manager and a shed load of money to throw out. 600 million that's talking about next season. But, wants to pop you know, off. If we're doing what we're doing next season and we're playing the football we're playing and we're getting people off their seats and enjoying the football, then you know, obviously we want trophies as well. But you know, trophies, I think, inevitably will come as a byproduct mm. of that. If we're going about our business the right way like we are now. I won't have any complaints. I don't think many Liverpool fans
0: will. No. So if we were to, so if Liverpool Football Club were to send out a questionnaire <laughs> to its fans, <laughs> suggesting, asking them what they thought of Klopp, <laughs> as our friends <laughs> over the park have club just done, incredible. How grave head must be going, What's going on here? <laughs> um, it, it would be, it would be more of the same. the uh, job well done so far, wouldn't it? Let's be honest.
2: Yeah, he's the perfect manager for Liverpool. Yeah. He buys into everything the club's about. He plays exceptional best football I've seen from a Liverpool team in my lifetime um, and yeah and, and just I just think he's, he's the perfect manager for Liverpool I think we all suspected it years ago when he was at Dortmund and it's proven to be absolutely correct he it, it? It
1: just seems the right fit doesn't he? he seems to understand the kind of culture of the club the culture of the city what we want what we expect and um, and, and I but I think what it comes down to, I think he's a football fan. I think he loves football. Yeah. So I think he, you know, I think he knows what people want to see, and and, and and what people will, um, you know, what just the, what not just what what the fans will buy into, but what the players will buy into. Yeah. And it seems like almost without exception, every play. You know, and I'm sure he's had his runners with a few. And he can only play eleven at, at any one time. You, you know, when was the last time you heard any kind of stuff coming out of the club or so and so does not happy and yeah. doesn't seem to there seems to the be a great show. vibe
0: there's a lovely bit on, on uh, social media of um, uh, Salah getting interviewed after possibly the Bournemouth game or whatever goal he scored last and um, and uh, as he's talking to the press Van Dijk walks past and laughing and just goes you're lucky and there's a great little vibe between them that you can see that, that's yeah. happening there, Well, there. We, I
1: made a little note just before about something I was thinking about a couple of days ago and um, the, you know, what, we talked earlier about you know you need leaders all over the pitch, mm. but we've we talked about Trent, we've talked about Van Dijk, and just looking at those two in particular, I kind of think those two can have a really good impact on each yeah. other. You know, what what an example you know what an example Van Dijk can be to someone like Trent, you know, a big yeah. strong lad yeah. with ability on the ball that can really play anywhere. And, you know, and Van Dijk's how old is he? 26? Yeah. So he's not he's not a kid, but he's still you know he's a more experienced player. And he, you know, he's so far he's kind of taken like taken to Liverpool life like a duck to water, but you know, here I would hope would feel as well. You know, I'm here as a role model really, as yeah. an example. You know, in not just what I'm doing on the pitch, but what I'm doing off the pitch, how I, how I conduct myself, how I train, how I eat, how I, you know all the all the bits and bobs around it, and it just seems like. Klopp's are very clear, hasn't he? When he talks about how he recruits players, it's not just about the ability on the field; it's about how they're going to fit into the group. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like you know the, the, all the players he brought in so far have kind of fitted that mould.
0: Yeah, yeah. There doesn't seem to be any petulance around us there. No, no. I mean if there was any, and I don't want to do him a disservice, but it might have been Sturridge because he was frustrated at his lack of appearances.
1: Well, even Minule, I, I, I saw it. Yeah, I think we bug- in the last twenty-four hours, I think he tweeted a picture the because all of the players. Salah was named in team of the year yesterday, wasn't he? And I think Minelli tweeted a picture of himself and Salah going. Um, here's here's uh, the here's the the lad who's deserving of the the, the top player award for this season alongside Salah or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. must be devastated a bit. mini. Yeah. he's, you know, talking, he's taking well, no, no, he's taking it well though. He's taking it with dignity. Isn't good. Problem, and, yeah, yeah. and that's
0: what you want to see, don't you? Yeah. So they talk about at the moment? Champions League is in, and Liverpool seventy-eight million. It said, and on one of the one of the, mm. know, it's true or not, you know. You know (laughs) what Eugen (laughs) knows. Nearly knows nearly as much as he gets. Yeah, not quite as
2: much. And a war chest. (laughs) And a
0: war chest of two to two hundred and fifty mil next year, supposedly. Though I talking to apparently Mickey Quim was saying that in talk sport recently, uh, because he was saying what we said before what you said before about realistically. Uh, Mick Quinn sees Liverpool as, as the real challenges next season yeah. if there's anyone there I and mean, we can only agree with that and hope that he's right with that if there's 250 there plus the 78 million got 300 million quid worth of money there bear in mind we've got Andy Robinson for 10 who would you like to see out there who do you think fits the Liverpool bill as a player who do you think is out there, there? we've got Naby coming in and he yeah. looks like box to box really fast player really, real
1: good engine the one concern I've got about the squad and particularly the next couple of weeks is the front three oh, you know, obviously they're, they're phenomenal and we're all loving them but if one of them was to pick up a serious injury there's a massive drop off after yeah, that Absolutely. but obviously the problem that you've got then is how do you bring someone in knowing that they might only be a bit part player yeah. if the other three are all fit and firing and that's a real kind of dilemma that Klopp and his um, scouting team will have to kind of figure out we, we, do, we do need a bit more strength in depth um, possi- possibly at centre back as well I mean whether Matip can come again very much looks like Robben is, is Van Dyke's main partner mm. now um. but you know the reality is you know we need another five or six points we to guarantee Champions League football again for next season mm. and obviously that is intensive on the squad and also you know particularly the way that we play I think it's quite telling that you know everyone could see last season the legs fell off didn't they Yeah. yeah. Um, particularly kind of like January-February yeah. this season Klopp managed his squad much better and it's you know we still seem to be kind of like have you know say are necessarily getting stronger as the season goes on, but certainly not getting weaker. No, we're not getting weaker. You know? yeah. um, but it, it's it's only going to get you know it's not going to get easier next year with more games and obviously more expectation yeah. Yeah. because like like we've been saying just you before, may you raise your benchmark. you to are easy, gonna, you know him. everyone, in, no one more importantly than Liverpool supporters are going to be expecting to Liverpool to be competing on all fronts next year. So they need to bring players in, but it's like pinning the tail on the donkey these days with transfers, aren't you? You never yeah. really know what who's yeah, available one to. week from the next.
2: I think think one thing. Flop has earned the right for us to trust him because yeah. I, yeah. I don't think you could name me many flops that he's brought in I think most of his big signings if not all of his big signings well, have familiar, been spot yeah. on haven't they yeah, you know good. you think you think about Salah you think about uh, Mane Van you Dyke. think about Van Dijk Oxlade-Chamberlain yeah. They've, yeah. they've all worked so far so I think you know, I, I'm wary of Kater because I think a lot of people are building Keita yeah no, there is that thing Special where we player. could go oh right yeah. and I think back to the you know in the summer 2002 and thing and I thought something the World Cup and thought oh, I've caught him
0: I've caught a few but, Leipzig matches yeah. when I can and, and, and he's been consistent yeah. in the way he, yeah. the way he gets the ball and the moment he gets the ball he's driving forward he drives forward, forward. Yep. He drives yep. forward he he's got a great pass he's got a great shot yeah. on him yeah. he scores a lot from outside the box diving in and then smashing them yeah. in yeah. so I think he brings a lot to the table but you're right there is a possibility that it will take him a, a bit of time to, to fit into the yeah. side I mean, to be to think. In
2: the... but Klopp's earned that right for us to Absolutely. trust him and, yeah. I, and I think Katie would be right because I think Klopp doesn't get these big signings wrong he knows what he wants in a player and um, he, he does his homework doesn't he and he does his homework on what they like as a player and whether they fit his system and what they like as a person and that is key.
1: Well, and as we've seen with Van Dijk and with Keita, he's not prepared to compromise no. and, 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 to, and, to, and to go for a second or third choice option. He's quite prepared to wait if it's the man that he feels is the one he's identified mm. to do the job for him. Now, I mean, listen, there's never any guarantees. that you can do all the homework in the world. You'd like to think Naby Keita coming from a league like the German league yeah. wouldn't be too much of a mm. a huge kind of like a acclimatisation issue. But sometimes, the, the, I always think back to uh, when we signed Fernando Morientes under um, yeah. Rafa Benitez, I remember thinking, finally, after years of getting kind of like someone who's almost ready, this is the finished article. Yeah. This is someone that will slot in, top top European striker, no problems. And I, I think maybe his, his family, his kids, never really settled. Never settled. And you know, so, so there's no guarantees. No. but Like Joe, like Joe says, it's. Yeah. The
0: important thing is we're building on strength out, we were building on something—a really good foundation. Finally, yeah. it just feels like things are clicking together for us, and, and we're going. We're bringing clubs on like Bournemouth, and we're bringing these games on, and with there's almost—it's not an arrogance by any stretch of imagination—but there's a belief, isn't it? There? There's a belief now that we can put these to the sword. Yeah. Um, funny enough, that's my phone, <laughs> again it's been a while since my phone's gone off in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> All right, quickly then, we'll round up then predictions uh, for the Champions League, Roma. Dan, how do you how do you feel
1: it going over two legs? I think we will get to the final. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't think it'll be easy. Like like I say, it is a slightly different mindset yeah. for us now. We yeah, we are. The there fans, is that worry of
0: the Italian yeah. soccer, soccer.
1: But league, yeah. I just kind of think this journey. You know, I don't need really like using this word. This journey, this momentum that we've been on. Everybody seems to be kind of swept up in it. No one more so than the players and the manager. But th- when I say swept up in it, at the same time, they still seem to have this kind of clinical, cold-eyed focus. And when the, you know, in both games, you know, we had to really suffer yeah. in the second half at Anfield and the first half at Man City. And that, to me, was a real sign of not just, you know, the, the world-class attacking ability we've got, we saw at either half that book ended the two sides, but it was the middle section that really said to me, this is a team that's going yeah. that now has the kind of the maturity, the discipline, um, and just the, the 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 ability just to get through the hard yards and to do what it takes to to get these big results. So, Liverpool being Liverpool, we won't do it without the odd scare here and there. But I am very very hopeful that we will be looking towards a final in Kiev at the end of May.
2: And I agree. Yeah, <laughs> <With all laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I think.
1: I, wrong. There's the just end.
2: a feeling about Liverpool yeah. right now, and I yeah. got I've got the feeling they're going to get to the final. And um, anything, anything can happen in a final as well. But I've just got a good feeling about this Liverpool team.
0: Well, it's a funny one, because 2005, we sort of ambled and stumbled yeah. and bumbled our way through. Yeah. And there was no one really you could hang the team on. Yeah. I mean, we had Gerard, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. He was a you know, powerhouse, always was. But there was no one really that we felt that, you know, we had Barros. You know, we had people there that you go. Sayori, this guy. Sayori, this guy. I mean, Sa- there yeah. are people walking around with me- winners' medals there where you think, are they chocolates underneath? How did you get them <laughs> winning? But in, this time in. it feels different because we feel like we've got a squad of players that can do this, that are, that are, that are built for it, that are built
1: to, to, to carry on the well, task, particularly I, in the front three. A few have said, and I'd agree with them, that you know, whereas in the cup, you know, sometimes there's an outstanding team in Europe, you know, Barcelona under Pep, by Munich a few years ago, United even. You look at you know, Real Madrid, you know, when, they were, were, when they were absolutely in the pop. Now, you can't rule them out. Real Madrid have Ronaldo and some yeah. very, very good players still and are more than capable and will be really hungry to win three in a row. Of course they will. They've, they've, they wrote off La Liga years ago. But you look at our team now and you kind of, even if there was an outstanding team, we have got a squad and particularly a, you know, a core 11 of players that, that, that can give anybody a game. Yeah. And certainly in comparison to the 2005 team, that again, there was no outstanding team that year. They went on and won it there's absolutely no reason to assume that our boys can with the, with with that with that extra quality and extra motivation that clearly that they've got now um, it just seems to me they've got this hunger and that will be the interesting thing if we do end up playing somebody like real madrid yeah it's that kind of irresistible force against the movable object thing is there is there hunger to cling on to their crown strong enough to withstand our hunger to get to, yeah, to wrench get, it off them to get number six. and that would be fascinating should we play them in the final but obviously both teams have semi-finals to negotiate first and, and you can only and we've on. got the mighty West Brom before that
2: huh? <laughs> I mean we're <laughs> all they won a game haven't they oh, well the time I think
1: we we're all busting off them on Sunday afternoon weren't they the way that all panned out but then the back of my mind was like well are they are going to start flying into flipping tackles on Saturday <laughs> <Exactly laughs> yeah, now yeah, that's the problem
0: well our three matches couldn't, it couldn't sum up the the next three matches couldn't sum up really uh, you know the, the highs and lows of football we've got West Brom Roman and Stoke <laughs>
1: Rich Tapestry <laughs> yeah, rich, rich
0: Tapestry well listen lads it's, it's been fun as usual thank you for listening everyone you can get in touch with us on Twitter if you've got any personal views uh, that you want to pass on and maybe we can talk about in the next podcast uh, what's yours Dan? Uh, at, just at Dan K. At Dan K. Simply enough. At your Rimmer 88. There you go. At Joe Rimmer 88. And I am at Fitzy Fella. Thanks for listening, guys. Alay will lay I'll lay, I'll lay to you all wherever you are, and uh, let's sing uh, sing the red zone against Roma, and uh, onwards and upwards to a Champions League. And we'll see you again on our next poetry in motion.